0: when you are asking for guidance you you can say it in a very generic way like can you please guide me you know in life versus saying i am in a space where i feel like i need to transition into my purpose i need guidance in terms of the steps of how i navigate that and how i reach that and if i'm unable to see it show me in a way that would make sense to me you know so you need to ask for things in a direct way so that your guides also understand how they need to show you things, you know? And I think most of us don't do that. Even when we pray, we, we pray, you know, <laughs> just on a higher level.
1: Hi. I'm Olerado Skanka, but you can call me Ola though, and you're listening to Living Content Podcast. the brother in the room hello fam welcome to our 16th episode of living content where we learn to love and embrace all parts of who we are and our human experiences if you are new here welcome welcome this is a safe space for healing and well if you are our returning listener welcome back i deeply appreciate you Just as a reminder, please do share your love openly here by subscribing, reviewing, and sharing the podcast with anyone who may be needing the message from these episodes. Please remember to tag the podcast also on Instagram if the episode made you feel less alone or inspired. On another note, please do not take these episodes as a substitute for therapy, but do seek professional help when you need help. Today's episode is a guest episode. I set over a Zoom chat with Kensani Ricardo. Kensani is an interior plant stylist and educator, mother, Reiki practitioner, user experience UI manager, and social media impact advocator. We sat down for an incredible conversation in this episode, where we spoke about spirituality, Reiki healing, motherhood, finding purpose, authenticity, and plant energy. Let me not spend too much time on the introduction, but allow you to listen to the episode. Do enjoy. Hello, Kinsani. Welcome to Living Content Podcast. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing fantastic. Uh, yeah. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm excited
1: actually for our conversation today. <laughs> I follow your therapeutic, mindful, beautiful and informative Instagram page with all my accounts just to get a dose of what you share whenever I'm logged Mm -hmm. with any one of them, right? And I think Mm -hmm. when I first discovered you, it was through your most shared reels. And, you know, but somehow when I discovered you, I wanted to know more about your story. So I scrolled down to the very earliest posts that you shared. Mm. And that is where I actually discovered about your healing journey. And I think for me, I was drawn to you by how relatable your story was and how you shared it. I also Mm. loved just how not only do you share insight for plant parents, but you also share some lessons um in motherhood which is another way which i get to relate to you besides just being Mm -hmm. a planned parent and Mm -hmm. some wellness tips through intentional and mindful living so Mm -hmm. i think when i got to know that side of you that's when i knew that i really wanted to have you on this podcast so thank you so much sis for honoring this invitation to be here with us
0: Thank you so much. Oh, that's so beautiful. Like it's completely like resonating with my heart. Yeah. I, I feel honored <laughs> to be here and have this conversation with you and to share. Yeah, that's I feel like that's one of my biggest purpose in life is just to to share in an open and honest way. So I'm grateful for this space. Mm-hmm.
1: Thank you so much. So before we dive deep, so um, I want you to actually open it up for us by just introducing us to who Kensani is. And I often get to ask this question from my guests that if you do remember, how would you describe nine-year-old Kensani? So you can start with Ooh. who Kensani is and then get to <laughs> nine-year-old Kensani. <laughs> old
0: Kensani. Okay. So, um... Who Kinsani is? Yo, that's such a deep question for me. Um, So I can start by saying that I am someone who has been on a journey of self-healing, and that has meant different things for me. Uh, It has meant um, diving deep into my spiritual calling, um, but also just being able to pursue Uh, my passions in different ways uh, in creative spaces Um, yeah so I have like a nine-to-five job outside of what I do um, with the plants and the Reiki so I am a UX UI manager so I'm in the digital space and that happened by chance by being led you know Uh, because by profession I studied accounting And it just happened that I listened (laughs) and that path led me to the creative space, which was my space, the space I'm meant to be in. Um, And I guess like the self-healing has been there because um, if you do follow me, like I share openly about like my chronic conditions, you know, and the one that that hits me the most is my epilepsy, you know. And yeah, so that, that has shaped a lot of, um, how I see the world and just what the body can do, you know, and it's ability to affect your mind and, and what you think you can achieve, you know, Mm -hmm. if you put those limitations on yourself. So I think I went through a very bad space at the time I was separating from, um, my son's father Um, And that was a breaking open that happened because it was a moment where I realized I did not know myself at all. So Kensani now is someone who is continuously learning, continuously searching. Um, I know that I'm spiritually led. I know that um, I don't walk alone on this path. And yeah, my purpose is to share and to enlighten and to do it in a way with intention, you know, and being authentic and true to self. That is who I am right now, who I was when I was nine. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's very possible that like I've always been a loner. You know, um, I've always been different. I've always been described as the different one, the one that thinks a little bit differently, who does their own thing. And I think um, nine-year-old Kinsani would have looked at that as a bit of a challenge and like I'm an outsider. But I think when I reached, like when I was a teenager, it started to make a little bit more sense. But I think most of my, most of those years, I felt quite lonely I felt like I couldn't relate and I was seeing things things that I couldn't really explain to the next person you know I was seeing like spirits and things and this I'm the only person who's experiencing stuff like this and that makes you view things in a completely different way because you realize that there's more than what other people see but it's also so scary um Yeah, so that was nine-year-old Kinsani. I think I was going through the most spiritually. It was my awakening time. Um, Yeah.
1: Sure. You know, I'm starting to get curious about nine-year-old self. And the thing is, I got like a a DM from one of the ladies who listened to the podcast. And they were saying that when I deeply um, reflected on it, I also just unveiled some things that I actually forgot about. And I think mm. you just reaffirmed it also in your story that although it was different from the last case that I've had, but wow, to say that in that phase, in that time in your life, you were already knowing that there is more to life than what we see um, in this mm. physical realm that people are not experiencing mm. at that time. Would you say that you knew then that there was a different path for you?
0: I don't think I was understanding enough. I think at that particular time, I was too scared to even engage it. You know, I, I was, it, it was fear mostly that was, that was driving me. I felt, um, yeah, just alone in that space and like trying to explain to the next person that when I'm standing in the kitchen, I see someone behind me who wants to have a conversation with me. is a bit, it's a challenging thing to say, wow. you know, but I'm, I think I'm grateful that my grandmother is the person that she is because the, the time that I think I was at a point where I was very low and I wasn't talking to anyone, I just said to her, I'm seeing things and I'm not sure why I'm seeing them and they're scaring me. And at the time, I didn't know that she had gone on a path of traditional healing when she was much younger. Um, and she had decided that that, after Khotwasa that that wasn't her path she wanted to go church and so I've only known her in that sense in a religious sense so I didn't know all of this existed but in that moment she showed me that like there are things that you cannot let go there are things that there are people that live within you and that was an instinctual thing for her she could just resonate and she knew exactly what she needed to do and I think that opened something in me it, it showed me that there was, there was more, <laughs> there was more. Um, and I'm grateful that she, she, she guided me in that way, in a way that was like, listen to yourself and listen to this being and listen to these people that are coming to you um, and see where that goes. If the energy isn't bad, isn't, you can feel that you'll be okay. You know? And she opened that up for me because it was closed
1: I was too scared yeah Hmm. sure I'm interested in also now but we'll talk about it later then like (laughs) getting to know that how did you start feeling like it was safe to trust that you know as you said like you were scared about it and you were scared to even engage it or entertain it and I think most of us are usually scared uh, to engage anything that we have no reference of until we get any close reference of. But I'm, I'm interested in knowing about that uh, maybe later as we go along. Sure. When in your story did your yearning to heal and to feel whole become what you couldn't ignore anymore and what prompted it? As mm-hmm. I shared earlier, I discovered briefly some glimpse of your story. And I think you briefly mm-hmm. also just highlighted the tip of it. Um, when and what prompted
0: it? So I had my first seizure uh, when I was about 13, right? Um, And I didn't know it was a seizure. And I went to the doctor and they had said to me that I just had um, an episode of anxiety. So I was treated by a psychologist, and for the longest time it didn't (laughs) intuitively it didn't make sense it was almost like my people were like do you really think this is (laughs) this is just anxiety you know but I did for the longest time um so there's a physical healing that I I think when I was about 24 it got really bad there was a point where I was having about like 10 to 12 seizures in a week you know and I couldn't it was hard to do the most basic things and I think that was the point where there was a questioning of whether this is a medical condition Mm. or if it's more you know Um, and because like we I didn't I wasn't raised in a space that was inclined in that way like you go see people you go you know, you go consult in that way. I wasn't raised like that. We, when something is wrong, we go and we go to church, we pray, we go, we get holy water, you know. So I think it had, it had to be a conversation between myself, my mother and my grandmother about that we need to sort of investigate. Because I think at some point I thought I was going to pass away from this. Like the seizures were quite intense. And the one thing that my grandmother had said, she said, I'm not going to go with you to these spaces, you know, but I do know one thing for sure is that our people don't want someone else whatever it is, the gift that you have is going to come out. You need to just say to them that you are here and you're open to it and it will happen for you. So I think that her saying that, And then for us to go see someone to try and confirm this and that person saying the exact same thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Put me on the right path. It was like, this is where you're supposed to be. Um, Yes, you are meant to heal, but your form of healing is different. And when you heal others, you will heal yourself in the process. Oh, beautiful. That's what, yeah, that's what it was. So I think it has taken on different things um like I say like I speak about going to therapy you know because there's also that thing where um if you are guided and you have gifts it's a lot because you carry your energy and other people's energies so I found that therapy is also a safe space for me to to communicate to share my fears um to grow myself to have a neutral party, um, have a look at my emotional and mental space and be able to have a conversation about that, you know? Um, yeah, so healing is different for me. It has, it has so many levels. It's, it's, it transcends it being a physical or an emotional or a spiritual. It's like a holistic healing um, and it looks different in every form. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Mm. Maybe now is the time to actually ask you that question because you've already, (laughs) you know, because I think many of us are really afraid to explore, especially the, I would even call them non-conventional, but it's what we've marred or must with a bad name that we are too afraid to even explore and you're so right that even your grandmother had to actually tell you that well until you embrace that until you find out what is your calling and how it looks like and start embracing that and I love how you said that actually for you healing was also unlocking that in you and realizing that you are also somehow a healer you know, yeah. but I know that you've already said your grandmother played a pivotal role in you yeah. fully finding this safe to actually embrace, but what reassured you deeply that it's okay. At what point was it okay for you to safely em- embrace it and fully so?
0: From yours. Um, I think, so there was at this time, uh, a friend of mine had just uh, qualified as a Reiki practitioner And in that process, you're supposed to do a couple of hours, practical hours. Um, And she had said to me, like, you know, for the epilepsy stuff, like, come to me and let's see if you come and have a Reiki session, you know, and I've always been open. So I was just like, yes, of course, like, it has to do with energy. And I'm always open to that. You know, so I went for the session and I think I didn't know what to expect because I was like, I don't know what Reiki is. I don't know what she's going to do. I don't know if she's going to massage me, but I'm I'm here for it. And when she started, immediately I felt like this level of peace <laughs> that was just, I had not experienced it before. And then as she continued, I went into this space like It's like in a forest and there's water and I'm sitting on this rock and across is the person that I just knew intuitively. I knew she was my main guide. She was the person, like my main ancestor, whatever you want to call her. She was that person. That's the person who I sat next to. And then she said to me, she's been waiting for me. And we had a conversation, you know? And I guess in that space, it felt much longer. It, we unpacked, <laughs> it felt like hours of us mm-hmm. having a conversation. Um, my Reiki session was only an hour, but I transcended to a space where I was able to meet her. And that's when I, the moment that opened up for me, the moment I could connect with her and knew what she sounded like, what she looked like, how she feels when she's talking to me, it, it changed everything. <laughs> it, it changed my path completely. There are moments where it has not made sense to the person who's watching when I'm like, I'm going to leave this and do this, you know? Um, but that's because that conversation has been had in a space that is not physical. And I've always trusted that. And it's just been so incredible uh, just to lean in, you know? To lean in and trust and know that I'm guided, you know, um, it's so beautiful. Yeah.
1: It sounds so beautiful and so peaceful <laughs> the way you're just saying it. <laughs> uh, yeah. I think right now I'm just curious, solely just as a person who's never had that experience and knowing that mm-hmm. we are, our bodies are containers, right? And we yes. are very much limited to what it can show us until you are actually. I would say chosen to be able Mm -hmm. to see the other realms. So I think for Mm -hmm. me, I just consider myself privileged to actually get to hear um, stories like yours and truly just believe your experience and Mm -hmm. almost like be transported through your experience. But thank you for sharing that part of your life. Thank you. You are a mom, right? To Kai, which you share about on your stories (laughs) so beautifully. How did being a mom also added to your healing in what way was it different when you actually became a mom
0: I think you know um when I fell pregnant with Kai I was I was young it was we he was not planned but there was a moment where I knew like I could not leave him with my mom or my grandmother that wasn't an option for me I felt like this is this is the energy we are bringing into this world and whatever we need to do we need to make it work you know um and i think that has it's shifted and changed um over the years in terms of how i parent for five years of his life uh he had both parents uh parenting in the same household and in that time i think i was it was the space where i was I had severe depression, you know, um, so I was numb most of the time. I was navigating from such a numb space. Um, even the way that I was parenting or engaging him wasn't in the same space. So even when there were moments where he would need something, I would see that he would think that I am too tired or too sick and lean on his father. Mm. What? Yeah. What having him, just the two of us, (laughs) in this space has done has been incredible. Um, There was a loss, but out of that loss, there was us finding each other in a way that is so profound and so beautiful and I'm grateful for, because I don't think I would've experienced him in this way or parented him in this way um, if it wasn't for that. So I, Now he knows that he can come to me, you know, and mommy's capable and we can have fun. We can do things, you know, and when I'm sick, it's a conversation of like, I need to take things easy today. Um, And that's the kind of relationship I have with him where it is open and it is honest um, and it's age appropriate, you know, because there's an open and honest conversation that you can have with your kids and you overwhelm them my how i want him to be um is to know that like he needs to trust in himself you know and trust how he is and how he thinks and being different is okay you know and moving and navigating in a different space is okay and i think being able to parent him in this space has allowed him to do that you know in all his interests but it's it's just been so i'm grateful because you know, he chose me. Mm. I think we forget that as parents, that before a child comes into this space and transcends into this world, they choose you based on the journey. You know, he chose me. I'm grateful that he chose me as his mom. Mm.
1: Sure. I love that. I remember there was a post that you posted with him and as he was saying this is what you are hoping that he's becoming and I think in one in that post um, it was about I think be like I have it open now I often wonder what it must be like for him to grow up around this jungle and I think at the <laughs> end it says I'd like to think that I'm raising a little human that will be aware of the world be mindful be gentle with the delicate things around him and know that he can create a safe space for himself and within himself. And I think as you're saying that um, being able to create that safe space that you can be honest and well with conversation that are age appropriate, but he can trust mm-hmm. you and lean on you and know that mom got this, you know, but also on days yeah. where you are unable to show up in a certain way for him, you're also able to communicate that. So I think that's a beautiful thing that you're creating as a mother, raising a son even. <laughs> so yeah, watching you parent is a beautiful thing, honestly. Ah, thank you. Yeah. Yeah healing comes with sharing right and therefore clarity and I think there was at some point where you also shared how for you healing um led you to your purpose how mm-hmm. did your healing unveil your purpose to you and to someone listening what would you say is key in finding one's purpose
0: Ooh. <laughs> yeah okay so I think maybe this is a little bit it's twofold right so the first part is because i i have conversations with my guides on a regular basis um yeah more than regular it's constant (laughs) um it's it's that knowing and that listening you know so some of us have it, it comes i think it's the when you are aware that we are all guided but it's how open you are to listening and receiving Because it starts off as that small nudge that says, don't do that or don't go there or like just chill today. It literally just sounds like that. And your ability to listen to that awakens and opens and makes something a little bit more louder, you know. And people take that for granted because they almost navigate from a space of numbing those things. Like I have things to do, so I need to go kind of thing, you know. I am the person that I could be driving down a road and it could take me two minutes to get home. But if my guides say, turn here, and it's gonna take 10 minutes, that's me. I'm turning, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, that's like, I don't question those things. And I think if you are in my life, like someone said to me the other day, cause they were in the car with me, it was they were like, you, you navigate from a space of such like selflessness from a space of trust in a way I've never seen before, you know? And then I said, like, that's because my compass is not from here. My compass is being navigated from a space that is more than me. Mm. And I need to trust that, you know? Um, So I think it's that little thing where you, you ask because people also think that things come to you. But you don't ask. And you don't ask in a direct manner um when you are asking for guidance you you can say it in a very generic way like can you please guide me you know in life versus saying I am in a space where I feel like I need to transition into my purpose I need guidance in terms of the steps of how I navigate that and how I reach that and if I'm unable to see it show me in a way that would make sense to me you know So you need to ask for things in a direct way so that your guides also understand how they need to show you things, you know? Um, And I think most of us don't do that. We, even when we pray, we we pray, you know, (laughs) yeah, just on a higher level versus like really just digging in deep. And that requires like introspection to really be able to articulate and say things requires Mm. you to be in tune with yourself. And most of us are not in tune in that way. So we can't even articulate our needs. So you need to know what your needs are so that you are able to ask and ask for that guidance specific to those needs. Mm. And that's how you reach your purpose. That's how I reach my purpose. Yeah.
1: I think sometimes we are too afraid to believe in the bigness of things that we want for ourselves. But at the same time, sometimes we try to convince ourselves to follow a thing that is not necessarily ours. And we are too afraid to see the truth being told to us that actually this is not yours. So you keep it at high level, either being afraid of asking for Mm -hmm. what you truly want or mm. being too afraid to know that what you're asking for is really not yours. You know, so getting into yes. the details of it, I think that's why we avoid it. But I never actually quite heard it like that. Getting into the detail. It makes sense because you'll be waiting for so long. It'd be yes. like you were not detail. Mm, as to what you asked for. Thank you for that. That's beautiful. So there are different modalities um, or mediums, rather. Some people would call mm-hmm. it mediums, which can aid one's own healing journey. And I think in my reading about your story, and also I think you just shared it now, about how you got to become a Reiki practitioner. For someone who does not know what Reiki is, please explain, mm-hmm. maybe also just to be direct as to how you got
0: into it
1: and which school did you also just go through
0: okay cool so uh how i got into it um yeah so at that time i had so pretty much i was putting my tools in place right um i knew that because i was i was about to take that leap and separate um from kai's dad i needed to do it in a way that i could be present for him And I had to look at what present would mean. So present for me meant like health in general, emotional, spiritual, all of it, holistic health. So I was like, cool, if I'm going to do that, I need to have a therapist. Um, I need to have someone who is a Reiki practitioner. Either I'm going for sessions so that they can help me with my actual physical ailments and also deal with the spiritual stuff that that I'm dealing with, you know? So I wanted it to be a holistic approach to it. Um, but what I found <laughs> with Reiki is that it finds you when you are ready. Um, most of the people that I've seen or who have I've come across who are uh, healers themselves had to go through a moment of breaking open in order to heal and find, right? So that was, I went for a session. I remember for the longest time I was looking for a Reiki practitioner and nothing was sort of like, you know, popping up. Um, And then I was on Google on the one day and there an ad just popped up and I was like, oh, great, not too far from me. And I booked with this woman and I had my session with her. And after the session, we had a conversation and she said to me, like, Kensani, you know, you're a healer. Right. And I said, yeah, I know. It's just, I'm not sure how I'm supposed to heal. I'm not sure if it's through my words. um, Because that, that for me is a, is a big thing. Uh, The way that I'm, I now know that my words are more than just words. Mm. Um, It's a form of healing that is provided within how I speak. I'm understanding of that now, but she said, no, it's a lot more than that it's physical like has anyone ever said like when you either like put your hands on them they feel better and i said yes <laughs> all the time wow. and then she was like cool this is what reiki is like this this is how you would go about it because you just come here as someone who's coming to do their session um i teach i'm a master you know and this is when if you want to uh, become a certified reiki practitioner you don't have to practice. It could be for your own self-healing if you want it to be. Um, but you will navigate and you'll figure that out as you do the course. And yeah, I just, it sounded oh, like alignment in that moment. I It sounded so amplified. Like my guides were like, we led you here. Do you understand what we are doing? You know, yeah. and I didn't understand what the bigger picture was, but I knew I needed to be in that space. So I did that. Um, yo, It took like six months because uh, you do uh, three levels. Um, and if you want to teach you to do your Reiki masters, uh, but this is after two or three years of actually doing like having an, your physical practice. Um, so right now I have my practice that's opened um, and I see clients and I guess the difference between traditional Reiki and my Reiki is that I do spiritual readings, you know? Um, so when you come to me for a session, I will ask you, like, are you open to hearing what your people have to say? Because that comes through, you know? Yeah. Um, so I guess, like, my form of healing um, of Reiki is a little bit different. My form of providing healing is more than just me um doing traditional Reiki, which is pretty much taking your hands um, and using them as you're pretty much just like a vessel. Pretty much that's it. But you use intention. Um, you call that person's guides. You call God into the space um, and you allow them to do the work because they know. You don't know. I don't know where the healing needs to go. Sometimes it's a physical thing. Sometimes it's emotional. Sometimes it's spiritual, you know? So Reiki energy, that energy will always go to your highest good. And your highest good is where it needs to go in that particular moment to heal you the most. That's where it goes. Um, So there's no massage. There's no nothing of that. It's pretty much someone will either be hands-on. So that means they will actually put your hands, their hands on you um or someone will be hands off which will be like just them putting their hands just above your body and moving that energy um yeah so you can be awake like I always say to my clients you can keep your eyes open throughout the process most people will sleep some people will cry some people will it's 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 a different experience for everyone um yeah so that's how that works
1: that's enlightening. Thank you for sharing that part. Because now it also opens me up to say, okay, cool. I'm going to get a session. All right. <laughs> yeah. Because reading about it in text, I mean, it's not enough. You want to hear more about it. And, you know, sure. um, yeah. So thank you for sharing that. Um, I think I realized in how you started sharing, and I think you also just shared it in one of your stories, that when you started stepping into your truest self when you started sharing authentically that's when you saw the growth in um, I guess your Instagram page but it's not only just about that what I've realized is that when you start showing up for yourself in ways like choosing yourself allowing yourself to be seen, that also is part of, I guess, self-love and also just healing as a person. Mm -hmm. When did it become more important for you to show up as your most truest and authentic self for the work that you do?
0: I think it's when I actually started finding myself. Um, I don't think I could have navigated in this exact way with such presence Mm. um, before. So I think it, it just it was pretty much just like in a space where I was just like, as I am, you know, this is who I am. And I actually know who I am for the first time. Um, And that feels pretty amazing to know that. Um, And because I was in that space, because usually I would doubt myself. Like I still have moments where I'm doubting myself, where I'm doubting what I'm posting, you know, or I'm just like, oh, this is too much or, you know, but those are feelings that will naturally come up because for the longest time I was dealing with things of like issues of feeling like I am too much. I am too different. I am too sensitive. I'm, and, and this I would hear repeatedly, you know, from people around me until I came into a space where I actually realized like the right energies will receive my energy in the right way. I won't be too much, I'll just be. You know, and I think it has allowed me to, to really connect with like-minded people, the space. And I didn't, I, I was always say this, I did not anticipate anything. And I share the exact same way that I shared before, because it isn't about it's beautiful to be able to grow. Um, and I'm so grateful for that. But for me, it's like when I'm talking and when I'm posting, I'm talking to like, I'm talking to one person. Mm. And I think that's it. I'm not talking to a group or a crowd of people. I'm hoping that what I'm saying is going to resonate with at least one person. And that's it. That's my purpose for the day. I'm, I'm done after that. It's not to reach masses. It's been beautiful that it has been able to grow the way it has. But yeah, I'm still just talking to that one person. And I feel like my messages find the people that it's supposed to on a particular day. Like I'll get like a random message saying like, this is what I needed, or I've been struggling with this, or I didn't know how I could say this, or I could show up in this way. And like reading this has helped me. So as a form of therapy for me, I guess, in my sharing, has helped other people find themselves uh, and that's been the most beautiful part of it yeah
1: right yeah no I agree 100% with you like even just touching one person I think that's it that's it your purpose yeah. for the day is time as you say yeah yeah. Uh, yeah sure okay and I also just loved what you said earlier that and I think it's a message that may relate to a lot of people that you know how when I guess growing up you've been bombarded by the same narrative that uh, you're too much Um, yeah yeah, you're overbearing you're too much so you grow into hiding yourself you grow into not wanting to be seen or being too afraid to be seen and hence allowing yourself to be seen at your most truest self also as you said it draws people who are meant to be in your life so which is a beautiful thing when you become um, true to yourself I believe that plants teach us a lot about how unhurried we are in our journeys, right? And just how deeply connected we are, um, over and above just being the best species, honestly, to coexist with. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Right? (laughs) Uh, Yeah. (laughs) In some people's lives, uh, they would say that plants have aided their healing journeys um, through energy that it brings in your space and also through Mm -hmm. nurturing plants and therefore nurturing yourself and through plant care, therefore Mm self-care in a way. How did your love for plants deepen your healing? And if I may also just add there, what is the one thing you've learned the most from plants?
0: What I realized is that the spaces I would feel most aligned was when i was like in the middle of nowhere and like there's trees and it's nature and it's green you know um i think my mom has often said like i'm a i'm a farm girl who was born into like a city girl's life you Mm. know um and and it's true because those are the the spaces that i just connect and i don't want to leave to be quite honest you know um, it's, it's, the, it's the nature of it and being able to walk like without wearing shoes because that's like I'm always like I'm never wearing shoes I'm not human mm. you know but it's just so beautiful in those spaces because you, you're so grounded but I think it was when I finally had my own space you know so I've never I moved out when I was pretty young Uh, But when I moved out, we moved in together and it was a family unit. So I've never had a space where it's my own. It was home and then it was family, me creating my own family. So here I was like alone (laughs) for the first time and I had a space and I could decide what I wanted that space to be, you know. And my therapist said like, Kansani, like create a space that makes you feel most aligned. I don't know what that is to you. Where do you feel most aligned? And I was like, in nature, immediately. And that's pretty much how it started. It was feeling like I couldn't have that plant, you know? And it's weird because it taps into things of like being undeserving of goodness. Something as small as that, you know? Um, Getting my first Monstera said to me, like, you can do it. Like you deserve nice things. Like why is this, why was this a big thing? And it started that, that was an awakening in terms of like the energy and the space that plants provide. And I think it just grew from there. And it was very funny because the first couple of plants that I got, they all died. But I think now that I'm understanding of what plants do and the energy that they carry, So people sometimes will think that they they just buy a plant and it dies on them. Sometimes when you actually think, you might have been in the worst space. And that plant was just absorbing all that energy. Yeah. Yeah. And, And that's what its purpose was for. To just take that, to allow you to nurture something and give it that energy, all that heaviness that you were carrying. It went there. And that was its purpose. So get another plant. That's what I'm saying. Like when they die, they die. But they were there for a purpose. Think about the energy you were carrying when you were caring for that plant. And usually you feel so much better afterwards, you know? Um, so I, I think there's, for me, it's, it's more. <laughs> it's plants sure. are more than just plants. Yeah. Uh. yeah, it's more than that. It's the way that intuitively I just know. And I think I had this conversation with my grandmother and she said, like my great grandmother used to be someone who uh, was a herbalist. She could walk out into the felt and pick plants and knew exactly what to do with them. Um, And I was like, that makes perfect sense. Mm. There are things that I know that I cannot explain why (laughs) I know them, (laughs) but I know, you know, it's such an intuitive thing for me and I'm not sure what it looks like from the outside, But it really is this thing where I give and I receive. It's an energy exchange that is constant and I am aware of it. So bringing a plant into your space is more than just, it's you selecting that energy. It's, Mm. it's, it's serving a particular purpose. Maybe you need to learn how to care for yourself. Um, That's what they were like for me. Mm. I needed to learn that caring for self is important. And by me caring for something beautiful, I could not neglect my own beauty you know it's the little moments like that um yeah I could go on and on and on I know <laughs> <laughs> too much too much too much but yeah it's been profound yeah
1: mm. yeah that resonates deeply it makes so much sense mm. wow <laughs> So we are at the end on questions about your journey in healing and all that. Mm-hmm. and I usually set up these three questions for my guests to answer just on what do you believe? Ne? So mm-hmm. I have three of these. The first one being, what do you believe the meaning of life
0: is? Hmm. Yeah, I believe the purpose of life is to be present and uh, to be open to learning. And leaning in, and to find yourself in this particular lifetime. Yeah, I think that's it. It's as simple as that. Uh, and to love, really, yeah, mm. to love deeply in a in a way that is. It pours out of you, um, and it's in everything that you do.
1: Mm. Yeah. What do you believe your purpose is?
0: My purpose is to help people find their purpose and find their healing in different ways. I believe that deeply. Yeah, I think that's what I'm meant to do in this life.
1: And what do you believe God is? Who do you believe God is?
0: Everything, in everything, um, an energy that creates um, is, will always be. Yeah, so I guess like people would say like omnipresent, you know, Uh, but that's what God is. So when I refer to, to energy in general, for me, that's like, that's my compass of navigation. Everything comes from, from God for, for me. My guides are just um, closer. They are just like, you know, I, I almost think about it this way. Like God is, is up there navigating like the big machine of the world, you know. And he brings people who have either lived in this lifetime, in this physical form, who, who know you and know your being to guide you. That's what your guides are, and that's what I see them as. So they know what physical life is. So when you explain to them that I cannot leave this job right now, but I am following my purpose, they understand that because they have been in a physical space, in a physical world, you know? Um, and I think that's what most people think that you cannot have or these things are apart. Auna um, like, you know so it's it's these silos it's not this is one big energy he's just the overarching the overall energy that navigates and these people are just the people who are most closest to you who can just say "Uh -uh, don't do that don't do that but all of that comes from god yeah
1: So this is the segment where you'll just say your parting words to anyone who's listening, whatever message you'd want to. I guess I always call it affirmation segment, just to Mm. reaffirm to someone or to affirm to someone. It can be in any way or form, but it's just to encourage someone.
0: I deeply believe that we are all guided. I believe that we all have a purpose in this life. I believe that um, we are all gifted, that we just need to listen to what that gift is. Um, And listening can be different for all of us. It could be in the moment where you are resonating with music. It could be in a moment where you choose to sit down and meditate. It could be a moment where you are with your friends and you feel this deep, profound sense of connection. it is different, it looks different, and and I think that's important to say. I think that it's important to love yourself um, and navigate from that compass um, because it makes it easier for you to recognize what love is and also only allow that kind of love into your life. So you are less likely to allow um, interactions, energies with lower vibration to find you. Um, I believe that we are all connected. And as long as you are navigating from a place of truth and honesty for yourself, um, that you will find that space and you will find that alignment that we're all looking for. Um, yeah and it's just about leaning in, letting go praying um, and just listening and not doing too much Um, it's in the moments where you are sitting and doing nothing that things are the loudest and that's why it's the most difficult to sit yeah that's it I love that
1: Thank you so much. Thank you, Kensani. Thank you for pouring onto this episode today. Um, I enjoyed having this conversation with you. Thank you. I
0: loved it. Thank you so much. So beautiful. Thank you.
1: Thank you for listening to this episode. I really do appreciate you for being here. Please remember to share your love openly here by subscribing, sharing these episodes, and also just adding your feedback on the reviews. So this podcast can also be easily found by those in similar journeys and needing the message here. I would love to hear how the podcast is helping you. So do share that too with me and be sure to check the podcast out on Instagram. Keep well. Chat to you soon.